You're listening to Bird Means Business, episode 60. Hi there. I hope you are having an incredible week. Can y'all believe we're already at the end of January? What? Yo, the first month of 2021 was wild for me, but also so very rewarding. And I hope that wherever you find yourself in your business journey, whether you're in that planning stage with just an idea or in the launch phase where you have a go date out ahead of you and you're doing all the things to get this business off the ground. Or maybe you're in the growth stage where you've already launched your business and you're really trying to systemize and scale and figure out how to make all this work. Wherever you are, here's my encouragement to you. Keep going. And you know what that looks like? It's just putting one foot in front of the other. It's being excellent, doing the very best you can with what's in your hand, and it's being consistent. And watch, my friend, as you're taken from strength to strength, so just keep going, okay? Now, I am so, so super excited to have my dear friends, Tim and Fabi Broussard, on the show today. I am so impressed by how they've grown Fab and Fit Foods, Houston's best meal prep delivery service, if I do say so myself, and how they've grown it from being just meal prep delivery to having a storefront location in Pearland, Texas, which is one of the suburbs here in Houston. Now, I don't know if I've shared this on the pod before, but I am not a foodie. I know I know it's weird. I'm just a strange person and I just don't typically get excited about food. But let me tell you something. Whenever I see Fab and Fit Foods in the fridge, I'm literally saying yes out loud because I know I have healthy prepackaged food that I can easily heat up and just go on about my day with. So it is the best. And Terry and I order it on the regular. So We're about to hear how Fabi and Tim started Fab and Fit Foods and why they decided to transition to having a storefront location. And also they're going to share some pretty incredible insights for any of you out there looking to build a food business. And even if you're an entrepreneur in a different industry, you're going to want to tune in as these lessons learned are in many ways universal. Look, one of my biggest tips for new brand builders is to listen and learn from entrepreneurs who have gone before you. So soak up all the wisdom you can, all right? So here we go, let's dive in. All righty, Tim and Fabby, I am so glad to have you on the show. Thank you for being on Bird Means Business Podcast. Thank Thank you you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited. We're honored. (laughs) Yes, I've already introed your business, the incredible Fab and Fit Foods. I told them all about how I am not even a foodie, but I get so excited mm-hmm. when I see Fab and Fit Foods in the fridge because I know that I'm going to have something healthy and quick so I can get right back to work. And it is just such a delight. So I'm so glad that you built the business you have. And we've been friends for years, but I don't think I've ever really heard the story of your entrepreneurial journey from the very beginning. So kind of tell us what that looked like and how you got started and and how you got to where you are today. Well, it really took some time for me to actually like sit down and put it all together because when you're in the moment, you're just like, go, 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 go. So just to really sit down and be like, okay, how did I actually, how did this all come about? How did we put this together? 
I love cooking. That's always been a passion for me for a really long time. I love to cook, but at the same time, and I love food. I'm a foodie. So (laughs) I want my food to taste good. But throughout my life, I did struggle with health condition and not to go into too much detail, but it is PCOS. And those who have PCOS know that it's really hard to lose weight. So the weight just kind of stays on. So I'm trying to like figure out how to take care of my health at the same time, be a mom, be a wife, be a coworker, be an employee. You know, I'm like just trying to go about my life and find a way to just be happy. You know, so I started meal prepping. I started researching. I did take some nutrition courses in college. So I had that knowledge. I knew what I needed to be eating, but it was very difficult. But once I started researching meal prepping and started implementing it into my home and I was meal prepping for Tim, I was meal prepping for myself and just for the family in general, saw the convenience of it. I was like, man, this could benefit like many people, you know, and those around us, family, friends. So I'm doing what I love to do, which is cooking. And then I'm also, you know, the health benefit, I'm getting and seeing the health benefits from this. Let's do this. I think Tim and I both have always had like an entrepreneurial mindset. So we were always trying to like figure out what we could do to... We had some very kooky ideas. Yes. That, um, <laughs> that we, we, a couple of things that we actually put into play, put into effect, had meetings with people, you know, about some of our ideas. Definitely won't go into detail about some of those ideas. But yeah, as, as Fabi's saying, I always had the mindset, I always knew that we were going to open up some kind of business, do some kind of side hustle, small business. But we always wanted to do it with something that we were passionate about because we knew that doing something that we were passionate about, we were going to be able to give it 100% no matter what. And then a coworker of mine at the time, you know, I, was, I wasn't in a happy place just where I was at, the environment and working and stuff. So once I just kind of implemented this and just started doing it, you know, I was like, let's just go ahead and start this and see how it goes. I had my Monday through Friday job. And then we were doing this kind of like on the side, but I was enjoying, you know, this one day (laughs) more than the entire week. So I was just like, I want to do this all the time. This is what I want to do. I mean, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. And Tim was a little scared of me when I decided that I wanted to quit my job and then like do this 100%. It was just kind of like the uncertainty, but I knew deep down inside because I was doing something that I loved. I knew it was going to work. Like I just Mm -hmm. felt it inside that I knew I was going to give it my all. And when I start something, I don't like to finish it. And I don't like to go, you know, just have to do it. (laughs) I like to go full force and like finish it. So the timing of it was definitely a little scary just to have it go. I mean, what we had only been doing it for maybe a few months at that point, not even like maybe. three months. <laughs> and to three say, uh, you know, possibility to take the leap of faith, which obviously all business owners have to do at some point to say, hey, you know what? Let's see where this goes. You know, if we just jump in feet first and take the leap of faith and say, I'm going to dedicate 100% of my time to it and alleviate yourself from the regular nine to five. Not only the nine to five, but like we had really good health benefits. We had really good oh, yeah. like 401ks, you know, the re- whole retirement plan, like, yeah. Just we had it all said, like many people that I would talk to about this idea, they would be like, you're crazy. Why are you leaving your this secure job that you have to go into something that you have no clue if it's going to work out or not? And I just felt like, I don't know, it's something you feel in your heart, I think. And that's mainly what 
I couldn't focus at work anymore because all I thought about was <laughs> Fab and Fit. I started thinking about the color scheme that I wanted, what logo I wanted. Even the name wasn't 100%. Like that was in my mind like all week. I think I probably got caught at work a few times, like <laughs> look, trying to work on my own thing, but still trying to focus on my job. But I couldn't. And that's when I was like, I cannot keep doing this because I'm not, like I said before, I like to give everything 100%. I wasn't giving my job 100% anymore. Yeah. So I felt like it was time to. So without telling Tim, <laughs> I mentioned it to him. You know, I wanted to resign. and But without telling him, I actually submitted my resignation form. <laughs> but I did give my boss some time. And I told her that it wasn't right away. If she needed time to like, train somebody that I would still be there until my job was 100% complete. You know, I wasn't going to just like leave right away. Yeah. Because I did want to leave on good terms. And I was really appreciative of the time that I was there. But now it was time for me to follow my passion and my dreams. Yeah, I love it. I love what you're saying around it being a solution to a problem. You having this health condition where you wanted to be able to lose weight and you had to think more about the healthiness around the food that you were eating and on and on. And I talk a lot on the podcast about how a viable business is going to be one that solves a problem and solves it in a unique way. So I just love that you brought that out. And I also love that you talked about how like you really weren't super fulfilled in the job that you were in. You know, that's where I found myself too. In my previous corporate job, just, it was an exciting job. Like you're saying, I had all the benefits. It was a great setup, but at the end of the day, just wasn't really moved by it. And so I know a lot of those listening are in the same place trying to figure out like, when do I take the leap and how to do that? And so I just love that you brought that up. So you started doing it for yourself, then kind of family and friends. And there was three months of you kind of having this side hustle before you said, okay, I'm going to go into it full force. How long ago was that? And then kind of what happened after that? That was actually 2017. It was July. We can't forget it because it was right before Harvey hit. Yeah. But Um, by May, I had already gone to the courthouse, done the DBA. Like I had already reached out. So this was already kind of in the works, like around May, but officially the resignation letter and like everything. We started the first week was like July 29th, I think. It was like the first official week of we had a soft launch at a local gym. Yeah. And it was good to have like the background that we had doing presentations and obviously working for, I don't know if we want to say exactly where we work because we (laughs) were both working in the the health industry, you know, we could say so. And just that week, it was like a week or two right before Harvey. So Yeah, so we were trying to handle a new business in the middle <laughs> of what was probably the, the worst, the worst. Dis- disaster in the city. At the time, we were a delivery service. So it's kind of like streets were flooded. We had just began our business, so we didn't want to lose customers. Consistency was always like a big thing. But it was us. also, we saw how we could be beneficial yes. because yep. we were able to help out a lot of people in need at that point. It was like, hey, you know what? We just launched a business that provides meals Mm -hmm. that obviously could benefit a lot of people that are incapacitated at the time. During that time, we we did see where a lot of families were in need because they couldn't leave their homes because their refuge were in church. You know, they would go to church to seek refuge. So we actually partnered up at the time with a church that's actually close to us where we went and delivered food and they fed those that were there, it was a time where we were like, okay, this is going to, it's going to benefit like you, in, in like different you say, ways. If there's gonna, a need for it. Yeah. 
Not um, only the health aspect, but it's like the convenience of the delivery, the providing of the meals, the food. Sometimes it's not that easy to go out and grab something. Yeah. Maybe they don't have As you have say, the there, was, there was definitely a problem that needed yeah. to be fixed with it. And we didn't even think about it, you know, at the time. Obviously, that was a much bigger problem that we're seeing or, you know, have seen since the global pandemic has started. Mm-hmm. So I love that you brought that up. Two things. One is Harvey, a natural disaster, the biggest in Houston, Texas, helped you prove your business model. It helped you say, yep, actually people do need this. Yep, actually we can be a resource. So there was that. And then I love that you brought up the pandemic, which is what we're living in now. And I get this question a lot now, which is how do I make my business bulletproof or pandemic proof? And of course, there are some answers around it. Of course, you can have a solid business plan. You can think through your financials and your numbers and kind of know where you're going in that lane so that you can be Mm -hmm. adaptable and pivot and things like that. Understand how your ideal client and what they really need and how you can adapt in those times. But at the end of the day, you know, crap happens is what I'll say. (laughs) Whether it's a pandemic or whether it's Hurricane Harvey or whether it's a personal problem that you face that could affect your business or whatever it is, that's inevitable. So the ability to adapt and to be okay with having to change course or think about something different and go about things differently in your business is really the skill you want to develop as an entrepreneur because you can't really avoid it. You can't make your business pandemic proof or protect yourself completely against crap happening. It's going to happen. It's more so, am I ready to adapt? Am I open? Do I have that entrepreneurial mindset? Am I aware enough at a macro level of where my business is to be able to pivot and so on and so forth? So that's, I love that you brought that up. It really showed us, I think, our strengths as individuals. So like, I'm the type that I don't like changes too much. I like, (laughs) (laughs) I like, I have a nice way of saying it. I have a plan and (laughs) I like that plan to go as according in my mind, how it's going to play out. I have it all perfectly in my yeah, someone, mind. Um, memes and quotes and stuff go around, but people, they said when the pandemic started, if you're still operating in a mindset of pre-COVID, you're not going about your business correctly. And you know? Tim here you is... You have to adapt. Yeah, he was really good at the flexibility part of the whole situation. Like you said, finding ways to adapt your current business. You hope that it would fit the situation that is going, but if it doesn't, then yeah, you have to be flexible to kind of tweak certain yeah. things. I love curveballs. I think that's the trait <laughs> of like an, an extrovert because things are just Ooh, always yeah. different. You know, yeah. I don't like just boring, oh, routine, like, <laughs> oh, I know what tomorrow's going to bring. So let's jump in. Nope. Throw me a curveball, man. Yeah. Give me the opportunity he's, to knock it out the park. He's definitely shown me. Not to say that I was excited about the pandemic. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want that to come off wrong. <laughs> no, no, but he's shown me how to kind of get out of my comfort zone. And it's still difficult for me. So I think we balance each other out when it comes to that. And That's, um, it's been a big help right now during the pandemic. That's awesome. I love that teamwork. And, you know, what I found with Terry and I is like where. I'm weak, he's strong and vice versa, right? So that's the whole point of a partnership. So I love that. So what were some of the main considerations around moving from just the delivery service like you were initially to having your physical location, which you just launched? Talk about that. Are there any tips on how you would navigate this transitional process for entrepreneurs out there looking to do the same? Yeah, so man, with us, our whole business model is set up on ease and convenience of our customers. So, you know, having a business model that we had was basically renting out 
private commercial kitchens, catering, which, you know, it worked. But when it came down to it, everybody has their entrepreneur mindset, right? So the people that we were renting from, they wanted to make their money, which isn't beneficial for us because we were spending a lot of money renting from them. Whereas we saw if we rented our own space, we would actually be saving money and able to be open and have our own space for ourselves, you know? So financially it made sense. And on the customer service side, it made a lot of sense as well. Whereas we actually have a physical location for people to come engage with us for one, Mm -hmm. because, you know, our our original business model was, hey, order offline. Our products, our food, from a website that you have no idea who's <laughs> cooking the food. You have no idea who the proprietors are. So now that we have our physical location, you can come in, you can kick it with me. You know, I love chopping it up with our customers with whatever questions they may have. They can tell me their allergies, their concerns, their dietary needs, you know, whatever goals they're going for. And we establish a relationship that way, you know, as opposed to just having your e-commerce site, which mm-hmm. I know for a lot of people, just strictly being e-commerce is beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. But those are definitely the added benefits of having the physical location, man. I love engaging with our customers and it works. And, and it's more convenient as well for them to, you know, pick up their items. Yeah, I'll add to that because I also feel that we, by renting from a commercial kitchen, obviously they have their owners, the managers of these locations, you're on their time almost. So we had a set time that we could rent these locations. And sometimes like today, we finish pretty early, but there's times that we go to 12 to midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and it's our business. So we want to give quality. We want to go until we're 100% done. We can't just, oh, it's it's eight o'clock and we have to leave. Yeah, it it stifles creativity as well. I mean, my wife is... I don't think I've said it on this podcast yet, so shame on me, but my wife is a genius. <laughs> Ashley, you're talking to a genius right now. You're in the presence of a genius, yeah, man. This girl, yeah. you know, her ability to make these meals and make this food tasty as well as giving you the added benefit of it being healthy is something that is downright incredible. As she mentioned earlier, she's a foodie. So I always tell people it's my comparison to when gospel artists listen to secular mm-hmm. music, they know what it sounds like. They know that it sounds good. And then they would you know, like Kirk Franklin, he throws a little twang in there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, it gets you to pop in like, oh, that's that, uh, that's that masterpiece, you know? <laughs> so That's how I cook my food. Yeah, like. she, she's able to incorporate <laughs> things from the taste of food that you would oh, typically love... not incorporate with being healthy, but yeah. she's able to make it healthy. Yeah. And I would feel rushed in those situations when we were renting from the commercial kitchens. I felt like I had to hurry up. I try and stay on schedule now, but now it's like, it's my time. It's okay if I go a little bit over. It's okay if I back up on a certain meal. It's okay if I spend a little bit more time and make a meal that's a little bit more involved than before. I used to have to schedule my menu around another person's time. And that creates routine. Yeah, absolutely. That was our main reason why we saw in our situation that opening up our own storefront was going to be, you know, the best route for us. That's huge. I love that. Both of the things that you said, and to go back to what Tim said around just the ability to kind of have like better marketing when you have that physical location. I actually just talked about it in episode 58. It's called is your marketing strategy just social media? And I talked about how your marketing strategy is unique to your business and how even in my gym business versus Bird Williams, which is my business strategy firm, which is just online, 
two completely mm-hmm. different marketing strategies and mm-hmm. how, how much kind of easier it was for me, at least when we had a physical location, because people could come in, they can see the experience of what it is that they're going to be bank paying for. They can yeah. meet our team. They could see all the things. Whereas online, you're trying to create that place or that space Right. Just through your website, just through your social media. And it's a lot more challenging. And there's so much more noise in the market, it feels like, that you're yes. having to really try to stand out. So I love that you brought that up, too. I mean, we're just like, this is all vibing yeah. <laughs> with a lot of the things <laughs> I've shared recently. Yeah, and it's important, I think, to have both options in the world that we're moving towards right now. So a lot of the millennials, a lot of the Gen Z, they... <laughs> <guess>. uh, <laughs> You know, the younger generation, it's more about internet and they want convenience and they just go online and want to order things. And they're very tech savvy like yeah. that. So to some people, ordering online is just so much better for them, That's very right? true. Yeah. And then other people, we have <laughs> some millennials still and older generations want that face-to-face That's me. interaction. I'm, I'm old school, even though I'm, you know, I guess a millennial would be yeah. considered, but I have an old school mentality. I don't want to order food, Somewhere, especially yeah. like when I can't meet the people who's cooking and preparing and stuff. Yeah. So I do think I it's important for a business to try and navigate both the technological world and try in some sort of way, have a physical presence as well. Somewhere where people can contact somebody. It's really, really hard when I've tried to contact businesses and I can't get a hold of anybody, like <laughs> anybody, they just have a website. And I'm like, no, I want to speak to somebody like real, not an automated system, not, <laughs> not yeah. just an online chat. I actually want to talk to somebody. So yeah. us having both has been very beneficial. That's awesome. As, as far as we've seen. Yeah. I love it. So I know that there are so many people out there who want to get into the food space, whether they want to do meal prep delivery or have a restaurant or whatever that might be. What do you think made Fab and Fit Foods stand out from all the rest, right? Because there's so many different businesses in the food space. What did you do to like really stand out? Like I mentioned before, my passion just in general, just initially for starting this is cooking. Just that passion that I would say I have a pretty good palate for tastes and textures. But at the same time, the achievement of being able to heal myself kind of, you know, like I haven't a hundred percent healed from, or you don't ever kind of get away from the whole PCOS, but just, I saw it worked for me and I saw that I wasn't getting tired of my food. It wasn't bland. Being able to add flavor, I was being able to cook the food that I enjoyed and still see the benefits from it. And I don't know if this sounds like a little cliche or, but I just, when I'm cooking, I'm putting my all into it. And that means like, like love and, you know, just mm-hmm. everything. I'm really in a different space. Like, I don't even know how yeah, to explain it, but I'm putting it, my all into this. It could come off as cliche, you know, because yeah. people say it all the time. Like, if you do something that you love for a living, then you never really work a day in your life. So with her, obviously, man, cooking is my wife's passion. You know, that's what she loves to do. So I've told her this before, you know, when I watch her cook and when I watch her in creative mode with coming up with the food, it's like watching a fish swim. You know, it's like watching somebody in their natural element just do it. So I don't know, you know, like somebody that's trying to get into the space of seeing a lucrative business, I would never just tell them, oh, yeah, go for it, because there's a lot of money to be made. And it's just always about doing something that you're good at, something that you're passionate about and something that you're getting into it from, you know, a positive space in your mind to say, hey, you know what? I like to do this. 
I want to go into it because yeah. this is what I enjoy, not just because, oh, it can make some money, you know? Yeah. Ooh, yes. so, along with that, like being my passion is just the flavor. I feel like any of my meals that I create have to have some sort of flavor. If that's by adding these herbs, spices, whatever I need to do to make this dish kind of like make you remember it, that's what I'm going to do. And I think that's what kind of sets us apart because so many meal prep businesses, there are even just here in Houston, and we all are very different. And the way that we've decided to kind of set ourselves apart is by flavor. And I'm not saying like we're the (laughs) only flavorful meal preps, (laughs) but in our model, that's how we've wanted to set ourselves apart. And to be healthy and have that flavor is exactly so key. So I love that. That's a huge differentiating factor. So that's awesome. Yeah. Now, what would y'all say it's like, what is it like being in business with your spouse? And I know this, <laughs> this is a good question. And I mean, I've shared my perspective on the podcast a lot. I've had Terry on the show, but I'd love to give the listeners a different point of view from another marriedpreneur because we do have a lot of marriedpreneurs on that listen to the show. Like, did you make that up or is that I a real? Not, is that a I real did story? not make that up. We have friends who like brand themselves as like the marriedpreneur people on Instagram and I love that. So what is it like being in business with your spouse? How have you made boundaries around things and how does all that look? Everything has its challenges. Marriage has its challenges in general. You know what I'm saying? So it's always going to be tough. And it's always going to be tough navigating that space. You know, when you work together, whether you're working for yourselves or whether you just are employed by someone when you work with your spouse. So I'm not going to sit up here and give some BS cliche answer like, oh, it's lovely. You know, I love it. You know, know. (laughs) so no, you definitely has its tough times. But I'll actually piggyback on something that you actually posted, Ash. And I'm going to butcher it, you know, obviously, because I don't have a photographic memory. But basically, it was something along the lines of you saying that you choose your heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I love that. And I was just reading. And I was just, I wanted to shout. I wanted to preach. I was like, yes, you know. Yeah. So obviously, we could choose things to be tougher. But I choose the heart of, yeah, navigating a space to where we have our business. We're able to approach new ideas, new creative ideas, have those debates amongst each other. Versus being in a space to where, man, we're killing ourselves and working hard for somebody else and making them rich. But hey, we're doing it for ourselves. We're building our brand. And at the end of the day, it has our names on it. And it's going to benefit us and our children and our family. So that's the heart that I choose. So yeah, yes, answer the question. I mean, with that being the case, I love it. Yeah, I agree. He just touched on the fact that, yes, sir, we have had our ups and downs throughout the business side of it. but I. I view it as a blessing because it's, he wants what's best for me and I want what's best for him. And as long as we have that same mindset, I can trust him. He trusts me. It's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. And all we want is success for each other. You know, I'm not like working with somebody who I don't know if they have any other intentions. Are they going to sabotage me? It's been really, really, really good. I never, ever imagined this would be the case, like working (laughs) with my spouse, but it's turned out to be like better than I even could have probably imagined. And as I say, obviously you're married, you guys do the same thing. And obviously to give you guys a shout out, man, I know you're going to, you're going to be upset with me because I beat a dead horse with this (laughs) and saying this, man, but you and and Terry have inspired us so freaking much. You wouldn't even imagine. It's like your listeners may not know, but you know, Terry is one of my childhood friends. And to see 
someone work as hard as he has and fall in love with you and you guys team up and do what you guys have done. It's inspiring. You know, to see that, you yeah. see that from a close friend, that obviously, I mean, it should inspire you. And TJ is a master at inspiration, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as she said, we have our best interest at heart. We know what our strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah. And yeah. we do a very good job of highlighting those you know, I let her navigate her space to where she's great. And she lets me do my thing in my field of where I'm great. You know, we don't step on each other's toes. We build each other up when we can. And I mean, to be very honest, it wasn't like that from the get-go. Obviously, we learned. We do want to, you know, just be open about just the beginning stages of it. Again, I kind of like things to go as planned and how they are in my brain and, you know, just (laughs) a micromanager (laughs) kind of. Things that no matter how much you want to do, things are just not going to go as planned. Yeah. Ever. I feel like I do the same for you in other aspects. So oh, absolutely. just the balance of it all. It, because it does have work. to be a sense of responsibility. You know, Fabius has a sense of reason. Absolutely. <laughs> where I would be the one to say, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and launch a location on the moon. Fabius, yeah. like, okay, wait a minute. Let's take some baby steps. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. He's, but he has been my push because I've gotten out of my comfort zone due to him and And just his drive too, you know, and I've learned to acknowledge his strengths, give him his place. And then also, I know what I'm good at at this point. And he allows me to do the same. So that's worked out really, really good. Time though. It takes time (laughs) and patience. It's been three, we're going on four years, I think. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's incredible. I would echo the same, so much of what you said, being in your own lanes and being able to focus there, it taking time and you have to kind of get into this rhythm of working with your spouse and creating boundaries for personal time and all that. I mean, give yourself grace, you know, and at the end of the day, like you said, you're a team. I had to remind myself a lot, like if Terry wins, I win. If Terry Mm -hmm. loses, I lose and vice versa. And remembering that we're on the same team and we're, you know, going in the same direction, it it definitely helps a lot. I love it. I always like the boat analogy. I'm like, look, we're in the same boat. If we sink, we both sink. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So what would you say would be the number one piece of advice that you would give someone who's starting a business in general? whether it's in the restaurant or food space or just in general, like if you could go back to, I think you said 2017, when y'all officially kind of made that transition to have this real business that you're going to go all in with, what do you wish you would have known? I guess just never think that you know everything 100% and be open to seeking help, seeking advice, seeking the knowledge of those that are a little bit more experienced than you. They don't necessarily have to be in the same you know, feel that you're trying, just if you have an entrepreneur friend, go to them, be okay. You know, sometimes our pride or our ego or whatever it is, we're just kind of like shy to ask or just seek out help. Because I think there's more people out there trying to inspire others and help others. And they're willing to give, you know, information. But Sometimes we're just like, I want to do this on my own. And we kind of get ourselves into stuff that, you know, we could have probably have avoided. But also you learn a lot from doing that as well. So I would just echo that by saying, you know, definitely just humble yourself. You know, as I say, thankfully, we had amazing friends that had navigated the entrepreneurial space, you know, before. But even with that, 
there were times Ashley knows I called her and said, hey, this is going to be a really <laughs> stupid question. <laughs> but Ashley's so sweet to be like, no, it's not stupid. But when I asked, I'm sure she was finally like, oh, man. No, it was never stupid. <laughs> never stupid question. Well, yeah, that's the thing, too. You feel like, oh, man, is this going to sound dumb? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, why should I even be out on the entrepreneur venture if I don't know what I'm really doing? But how do we all learn anything? You know, right. without even trying. How do right. we learn math? How do we learn how to read if we're not actually going to perform? Go out there and just do it. So right. I think that's, yeah. that's the main advice is just if you have a passion for something and if you really want to get somewhere, just do it and ask for help along the way. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. I mean, especially the piece on not knowing what you're doing. I think a lot of people don't understand that none of us know what we're doing, right? (laughs) None of us know what we're doing. We're all just trying to do the best we can with what we have. Even someone with an MBA going to launch a juice business, they've never launched a juice business. They could have all the theory and formulas and book knowledge, but until you actually get hit with a Hurricane Harvey or a pandemic or a launch surprise or you're learning in the moment. None of us know what we're doing. We're just taking it one step at a time. And as your business levels up, like now, okay, you were the food delivery service. Now you have this physical location. There's going to be a whole other level of things you don't know what to do. So you're learning again. And then once you level up to multiple locations, okay, now you're going to have to learn how to run multiple locations. You've never done that. So that's what I mean by being okay with being uncomfortable, getting used to that, being okay with having to adapt, being okay with having to stretch yourself and learn. That key, that skill is what's going to take you far as an entrepreneur because you're never going to feel comfortable. If you feel comfortable, that means that it's time for you to level up your business and go to the next level. We talked about it when we started you asked and invited us to be on the podcast. You know, we kind of looked at each other and kind of laughed like, why us? You know, yeah, like we, we us, like of all people, like she could, <laughs> she could get real adults, you know, that, uh, <laughs> that know what they're doing, you know. Because but, we still feel like we don't know what we're doing. Exactly. You know, you know we, but then when you look back on it, when we kind of look back and reflect, because, you know, obviously it's tough to do that. There's a sense of like modesty, I guess is the better word. You ever want to look at yourself and, and feel like, oh, you know, I'm successful, you know, I'm this and that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, At the end of the day, man, we're just people that said, hey, you know what? We're going to do it. And we just have the attitude to where we're not going to fail, like no matter what. And we're going to take the leap of faith and we're going to continue to take those leaps of faith because, man, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to make it. This is how this is our livelihood. Yeah. You know, so I don't think we've ever reached a point where we're like, oh, yeah, we have it all down. Like we are a hundred percent, like we have everything under control. Like even to this day, it was just recent. I want to say like two weeks ago, I was by myself. It was one of those late Sundays because I also do cook on Sundays. And I had the time I was closing down the kitchen and everything. And I had the time to like really just sit back and look at everything around, look at the storefront, actually look at the kitchen, just how far we have come because I hadn't had time to do that. And it's like, I almost had this, it was like an out-of-body experience or something. Mm -hmm. I was like looking back at myself and just thinking, wow, this is what you guys have created. You and Tim, you know, yes, we've had help along the way, but... Just started from a negative idea. It's amazing. And I had to give myself that time to actually think about it because we had come this far without even realizing everything that we have accomplished. And 
Another advice that I would give is if you need the help, if you need the guidance, seek for it as soon as you feel like you need that help. Don't kind of wait till, you know, you've gotten yourself in some sort of issues or where you've lost your passion or your motivation to go. Don't ever like allow something that, oh, I can't find how to do this or I can't, I don't know how to navigate this. I'm just not going to do it no more. Just always keep that motivation. Seek the help. There's always somebody who's going to help you. Yeah. That's mainly don't lose your motivation over not knowing something. That's great. I love how you said going into it and like getting around other entrepreneurs, right? That's something I encourage so much. Like we don't have to be alone in this. Entrepreneurship can be very lonely, especially if Mm. you're a solopreneur. So just like surrounding yourself with other entrepreneurs, listening to other entrepreneurial stories, which is why I have guests on the show all the time, because even like that podcast, I don't know if y'all have heard of it. It's called How I Built This with Guy Raz. And he talks, he has these huge corporations like Chipotle, on to talk about their startup story. And it's just so Mm. encouraging and powerful to listen to really pull trends from like, wow, no one knew what they were doing. Wow, everyone had to get help. Like, wow. And you start to like hear and it starts to kind of normalize the craziness that is entrepreneurship. Just hearing stories like that will help you to kind of get into that mind frame. And and like you said, give you the courage to just keep going forward. So that is incredible. I'm so glad to have had y'all on the show. This has been so much fun. We could talk all night long, (laughs) but this has been so great. And I know that so many brand builders out there are listening and nodding their head and getting like the encouragement and push they need to keep going. So thank you for everything you shared. I want to make sure that people can connect with y'all. So what's the best way for people to connect with you online or talk a little bit about any offers you might have or however you'd like to connect with the audience? Definitely on Instagram, Fab and Fit Foods. We do a ton of engagement on the Instagram. We showcase what we're going to have available for our pre-orders coming up for the week. We tell what we have in store, what the signature meals are, just everything. There's just a ton of engagement in Instagram specifically. Facebook as well. We try to keep up with that. Not as much as Instagram, but there's definitely engagement on Facebook. And that's uh, Fab and Fit Foods as well. We do have a page set up as well as a personal account with a little bit more fun engagement. And then just our website, fabandfitfoods.com. That's fab, F-A-B, the letter N, fitfoods.com. People can go online We have a few videos on there where we give little tips and tricks about how to curb your appetite in between meals, healthy Mm -hmm. eating, because we also want to engage. We want to make sure that we're giving back in that way to help you along your journey, whatever your goals may be, not just weight loss. Maybe you're trying to maintain or gain weight, you know, whatever the case may be. But yeah, that's that's great. I'll make sure I link those in the episode show notes, your Instagram, Facebook, and your website. So people can like just scroll right down and click that to connect with you. And I think you wanted to share about the offer as well. Yeah. So we do a special every new year. We know that a lot of people want to kind of jump on and be dedicated to healthy eating, clean eating, just really being healthier at the beginning of the year. So we offer our customers and, you know, new Fab and Fit family members that want to join us, you know, if they want an opportunity to help in their dedication by getting a whole week worth of free meals by buying three weeks worth of meals ahead of time. And then you get that fourth week for free. So that is something that we do that people can still join in on. They can reach out to us at any time and we can get you signed on for three weeks, get that last week free. And 
I'm sure you have mentioned it, but you know, anybody that's listening to this podcast can also receive a special discount code as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's exciting. Again, thank you all so much for being on the show. I am so inspired by your growth. So glad to be able to call you friends and excited to see what the future holds for Fab and Fit. Now, we want to thank you for having us and Absolutely. what you're doing is amazing. The motivation that your podcasts give. I have uh, four other sisters and mm-hmm. I'm the oldest, obviously, but they all follow your page <laughs> and they've listened to your podcast before too, especially my other sister, because they all kind of have like little entrepreneur projects that they you know, <laughs> want to work on. But just to let you know that the quote that you used earlier, choose your heart. Yeah two or three of my other sisters use that. And it's like, it's like Ashley said, choose your heart. Like, and it's kind of awesome. You're inspiring the whole fam. Yeah, you inspire my whole family, but it helps in so many other aspects. So I just wanted to let you know that. Yeah, you're inspiring my, (laughs) a little next generation of entrepreneurs as well. Cause their ages range from like 17 to what is it? 25 or yeah. Yeah. I have that is incredible. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that with me. It means so much, especially like you said, to be able to also capture the minds and passions of the next generation. That's huge. So thank you for sharing that with me. I didn't know that. That's fun. (laughs) Yeah, they'll be happy that I mentioned that because she's always like, did you see that Ashley posted? So yeah, she's all into that's awesome. Yeah. Well, very cool. Thank you. All right. Well, loved having y'all on the show and I'll see y'all soon. Yo, what an inspiring couple. To go from cooking meals to helping Fabby heal her body to then making meals for family and friends to quitting her job and going full time. And then to now have a storefront location where Tim and Fabby can connect even better with customers. What a journey. And it's just so exciting to hear their story and hear how it's resonated with so much of what I've shared here on the podcast. I hope that you've pulled some really incredible insights from the show and feel super motivated in your business journey as well. Now, be sure you connect with Fab and Fit Foods on Instagram and Facebook. I've linked both of these as well as their website in the show notes. And if you're ever in the Pearland area, make sure you stop by and check them out. Wherever you are in the Houston area, you can use the code BIRD, B-I-R-D, for 20% off your order through the month of February. Now, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to Bird Means Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can also follow the pod on Spotify. Make sure you tell every entrepreneur you know about this episode so they can learn from veteran entrepreneurs too. All right, talk to y'all next week.